it's time to get your sip on. Use your phone, the tablet, computer, get your list on. Having fun while entertaining is the mission. Drag your mouse to the link and get your click on. Yeah. The topic stay lit, conversation don't quit A couple wisdom with some humor in it Uh, nothing gets better than this So sit back and just take you a sip Happy New Year, sippers Welcome to a new year Welcome to 2020 Welcome to a new decade And welcome to All Tea, No Shade Where we give you all the tea without the shade <laughs> Like we always <laughs> motherfucking do uh, So pull up a seat, grab your drink and let's get sipping. So, uh, Queen Sipper L is not with us this week, but she'll be back next week. But y'all know I couldn't let y'all or let the episode go by without getting the woman's perspective. So, I asked my friend Ebony Fire of the Pretty Good Girl podcast to join the show. Ebony, say what's up. What's up? Ebony has actually been a fan. Uh, she's a sipper. She's listening to all Tino Shay, so I appreciate you joining the show. From the beginning. From the beginning. I like to hear that. <laughs> and of course, we have Mr. Shay in the building. He's going to join the table. Well, good evening. Well, good morning, actually. Right? Good morning. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's trying to sound deep. evening de- voice. Yeah, he's trying to sound That's deeper than me. Sleeping, right? I, don't, I don't like being someone's voice being deeper than mine, so we're going to have to work on that. Talk a little higher. You don't have to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's kick this thing off. How was your week, Ebony? Oh, I had a good week. Had a very good week hanging out with good friends. I think I told you I was going to bo- going on a boat with some folks. Went out to a real good dinner. What boat was it? They have these boats over by Ricks on the River. You know where that is? I know where Ricks on the River is. I have not actually gone to Ricks on the River, though. Okay, so there's a boat club right there next to Ricks. Mm. And so some friends of mine get to have a membership there. And so we rented out a boat. And we actually, we didn't go like the Davis Island side. We mm. went the other way towards Lowry Park. Mm. Mm. And like with all the willow trees kind of hanging yeah. over the water and stuff like that. So it was nice. Was it a real boat? I mean, I'm saying real boat. Was it a plot, plot, platoon? Platoon? Was it a platoon? Or platoon? Pontoon. Pontoon yeah, no, not that. It was actually a real boat. Like with nice. real like jet engines yeah, or whatever yeah. on the back of it and stuff too i love uh, boat clubs and boat memberships yeah i'm not a place where i can afford a boat <laughs> so, uh, so I, can, I think they went yeah. in with some friends of theirs so it's like three thousand dollars for the year wow and then you still i'm sure have to rent like when you pay for the gas the boat. and stuff yeah, like when that you actually rent it so it was nice yeah that's I, i'm definitely looking to get back on a boat because I just feel at peace when I'm on a boat. Especially, mm-hmm. I don't know if you have, have you ever driven a, driven a boat? Mm-mm. Oh, it's so much fun. So I like sitting fun. there, though. I mean, I just, and I like to with sit there. With a drink there, in your hand. With a drink in, in my hand. hand, my feet up. Like, especially there's, on the Hillsborough River, there's a lot of areas where it's um, only, you can only go a certain speed mm. because you can't oh, create yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of weight for wake, people's yeah. houses and yeah. stuff like that. And then there's also manatee areas mm-hmm. and alligators and stuff like that. So we were like looking down. Tra- we see, just- I don't fuck with no alligators, but the manatees I, I do like. I see a lot of those at Wikiwashi Springs. Yeah. So that was nice. Shay, how was your week? How was your week, sir? The week was great, man. It was Christmas week, so you know the family came in and got to surprise my grandmother with uh, my mom's new house. So good oh, stuff. she got the house. Yeah. So, oh, congratulations. Yeah, so oh, is that why you were coming from across the deep in the Sarasota? <laughs> Not yet, man. Oh, okay. Not yet. Uh, we got two months in that. Nah, but it was a good good vibes, man. It's just you know time. The only like the only thing is like my mom had surgery, mm. but it went really well. So okay. it, it's a smooth sailing from now. So otherwise, it's a good week. That's been good. My week has been pretty damn good. Yeah. I've been off all week, though. So I was off like all of Christmas week. Mm. And I did as little as nothing as possible. Yeah. 
And so some people don't like that. They, they, they think they be moving all the time. Me, I did. I just sat. I binge watched TV. I played my Call of Duty. I submitted a lot of uh, auditions for voice narrating. Okay. Word. Which was good. Haven't heard back yet, mm-hmm. but I submitted like probably eight auditions. Where do you That's get the leads though. from? So Amazon, every, everything Amazon, right, has a pro, uh, a site called ACX. And because Amazon actually owns Audible as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. And so they have a pro, this site is for narrators and producers mm-hmm. and people are looking for narrators. And so basically you upload your profile, upload your samples and people who are looking for books or narrators, you submit a script. They have a script they want you to read uh-huh. and you read the script and you edit it and you send it in and see what happens. That's just one. But there's many other uh, uh, companies out there that do it. ACX is the cheapest to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I figured I'd just start there and work my way up. But get in when you fit in. Yeah. Yeah. Have, have you ever thought about doing... Uh, or non-traditional money, making non-traditional money outside of the regular workday, nine to five. I know you work for yourself, Shay. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, though, is there anything else that you wanted to do to try to make money? Because that's why I, I kind of do voice narrating. Because 2020, I'm trying to... Alternative streams yeah. of income. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have those uh, those different platforms for putting up courses. So you could, if you have a particular skill that you are confident in, you could break it down into like 10 steps, 15 steps, and then put a course on Udemy or something like that. That works really well. well that, that, that's what you're trying to do? Um, actually, that's what's going to be coming up from, from what I'm doing. But yeah, if you do Photoshop, if you do music editing or whatever, if you're a good writer, you can just easily break it down. Like, how do you write? And then yeah. record yourself, use a screen capture, make it happen. And then you send them to people and they pay for it? Yeah, you put it up on a platform and then people are paying for that on a regular basis. Like, mm. you see all those those uh, those. Web, apps, uh, web advertisements for masterclass. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's essentially that. the same thing. Yeah. Like, I do this, so let yeah. me turn it into a course of some mm-hmm. form, and then sell it for like ten dollars, fifty dollars, hundred dollars, or whatever. There's always someone trying to learn how to do what you're already doing. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so that's something that's interesting. Have you? What about you, Ebony? Ever? Not really. I, I guess I maybe some imposter syndrome. Not really feeling like I'm qualified enough to do yeah. that kind of thing. I don't know. But that's okay, though. I mean, some people just love... I think on your podcast, you said you really just love being in corporate environment. Mm-hmm. And so... I like somebody else taking on the risk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do. I, I am a risk-adverse person. I, I've yeah. learned this about myself. You know, so, so what about you don't do... What, like what about well. adventures? You're not an adventurous person? You don't do, like, skydiving? You don't Absolutely do mountain mountain not. biking and hiking and camping? Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Camping is to me. It's bears and wild animals and shit out there. Wow. No, but I, I am. Just in general, I'm a risk-averse person. Yeah. And I think it's very interesting, right? Because we talk about this, too. Like, when you come from being poor mm-hmm. and you start having a little bit of money, like, I don't want to be poor again. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, absolutely. And I think That's that the fear. desire to not be poor again, it trumps wanting to be an entrepreneur in any way for me yeah i feel you it's the 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 thing that kicked it for me was the fact that everywhere i went i was trying to improve it Mm. and then people was like oh well you can't Ah, (laughs) and it's like yeah frustrating especially when you're providing value uh, true value that you can see that shows in the bottom line and they tell you thanks but no thanks you know it's I don't know. I, I read somewhere someone was like, "Don't be afraid." I think it's how I was talking about po- getting in a podcast. It's like, just because someone else is doing it doesn't mean you can't do it better. 
or you can't do it a different way. So don't be a it's your way. You don't always have to try to reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. What I like to say is that it's not about being different; it's about being distinctive. Being distinctive. Ooh, I like that. So I just think in today's culture, there's so many ways to make non-traditional money outside of the nine to five. So that's something I mentioned on your podcast. It's like I, 2020. I just want to make money doing other things that I actually enjoy. What All was right. You? What was your week? I already did my week. That's how we got on the topic. Oh, all right. Oh, see, multitasking. <laughs> so we're gonna move into who am I? So who am I? I am playing in the role of Miss L, the queen. I can't do my voice like L, so it's gonna we're gonna make it work. So who am I? She's actually switched it up. Um, she's been choosing like two people. Mm-hmm. So she's she you. No, I chose these. Oh, okay. I chose these. This is my first attempt in 2020 <laughs> of being the host for who am I? All right. Mm. Both of y'all are guessing. Okay. Okay. What's that look for, Shay? I'm just waiting for it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this first person uh, is married to a famous entertainer. Are they all? No. Well, maybe. It could be divorced. She has multiple sisters, all of whom are pretty well known. One is a millionaire. Um, She's not a Kardashian? I'm not giving. I'm not. I'm not saying anything. She has. She has or had a reality TV show. Mm-hmm. She was initially famous because of a movie she did with a singer. That's got to be Kim Kardashian. Absolutely. You, yeah. you could have guessed. Well, no, but hey, the new rules were wait till you finish. That's Elle's new rule. That's not my rule. Heard. Heard. So, burn. Burn. Heard. Heard. <laughs> so yes, it is Kim Kardashian. She has. She's in the news recently again. I mean, she's not in the news, she's right? Black or white? Exactly. So she has Neither. a new product out for skin bronzing and highlighting. She appeared in a photo where she looked like a black woman, or she appeared to have darker skin. So some say she's even doing blackface. Did y'all see it? And did y'all have a problem with the photo? I do not, because she's not actually white. In the long run, she's a, a version of European, which is tender. Their skill, their skin tones tend to vary one way or the other. Yes, it's a bronzer. She literally says, "I'm doing a bronzer. Not, mm. I'm trying to turn myself black." Yeah, I'm, I have no problem with it. So, but if you just because you aren't white does not mean it can't be blackface, though, right? Or does it have to be if it blackface? No, you can that? be Arab or wherever she's from, Armenia. I think yeah. she might be Armenian. You can be Armenian and put makeup on and be and be considered and blackface, blackface, right? Yeah, you could be anybody can. But is it that is it dark enough to be really considered blackface? I don't. Know. I don't think so. Yeah. I just I think it's concerning. I think people will probably have an issue with it because Kim does so much in black culture, right? She probably a lot of her fan base is probably black women. Mm-hmm. Black or white, that's funny. That's a good one. <laughs> so I think people have an issue with it because she dates Kanye, a black man, and she has biracial kids, and she identifies. I don't know what she. I don't want to get into it, but I don't personally have an issue with it. I can see why other people do. What did you see? Yeah, it? I saw it. I don't think it's blackface, but I definitely think she continues to troll black women. Yeah, like every like. Her body is manufactured to oh, be like a black Curvy. person. All of the yeah. inserts that she's had done to her body and stuff like that to try and mimic a black woman. This bronzer thing, like that's a whole other problem with me. Like I don't under, this. Why are we promoting the fakeness, the darkening of your skin? Oh, the darkness. Like I don't understand that. Because they look healthier, right? So if, have mm. you ever seen a white woman? Ooh. 
where they're like pasty looking yeah. and like the 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 color the tan why they strive for the tan so much is they they look healthier yeah yeah, yeah it's true it's true it's so it's, a, it's just a version yeah but the thing is why that's always been the case that's i mean if you look at a bunch of different cultures even the culture like jamaica mm-hmm. yeah like the black of black countries yeah africa they 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 go through the process of like wanted to be the opposite color. Like, yeah, but you, in Jamaica, there was actually, like, they used a skin cream. Bleaching, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. they changed their color to be whiter so or lighter. People always want to change their thing to be the next thing, you know? Yeah. All right. So first one goes to Miss Ebony. Woo-hoo! Even though Shay feels like he... Can I get a bell? Uh, like a ding, ding, ding? Like a winner's bell? All right. So the second person, and Shay, you can guess as soon as you know who it is. All right. If you say so. <laughs> Even though you robbed me last week of my of on, I apologize. On, that sounds about right. He said, I apologize. The second person is a comedian, actor, and has a YouTube show called Cold As Balls. He's married, he's 40 years old, and he's <laughs> from Hart. Philadelphia. Correct. He is Kevin Hart. Cold as balls. Cold yeah. as balls. So he interviews Oh, uh, athletes. athletes. He sits in the tank. Yes, in the yeah. yeah, cool tub. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what it was called. It's actually pretty funny. Yeah. It's actually pretty funny. Uh, but he technically is in the news, but his wife, Aniko Paris, was recently in the news because she was doing an interview to help promote Kevin's new documentary called Don't Fuck This Up, mm. in which she was detailing the cheating scandal and how she found out. Uh, so she got emotional during the interview and started crying. She said, you know, she still gets emotional about it, discussing it. And so she said she found out about the scandal via a DM. Oh, shit. She doesn't remember who the person was, but she opened up the DM message and... They had a video. It was a video Mother of Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of Kevin Hart in all his work, birthday suit Ooh. with this girl or whatnot. Mm. And so... She said that the reason the internet's having an issue is because she says she gave she's giving Kevin three strikes. Mm. She says so. Long as how many strikes is this? Just she the didn't first say one? how many which one this was, yeah, but she but she, she but she said as long as he doesn't fuck up anymore, they're good. So, so my that question he got two strikes. He probably got two strikes. So my question to y'all was y'all give someone the opportunity to fuck up twice doing the same thing, but I say cheating. Is cheating a deal breaker? Would you go back? <laughs> no, it's a repeat offense that's the problem. Like, we're human beings, and there's always this crazy thing with the, the, the algorithms in, in people's heads. Yeah, that can really screw things up. Um, but it's the repeat offense. Like, you, if you did it once, and it was, it's, it's maybe like extenuating circumstance in that situation. Yeah. But then, if you just, oh yeah, well, oh baby, I'm so sorry. Oh baby, I'm so sorry. I'm like. That'll make, that'll make no sense. No, you just don't yeah. want to be with me anymore. So let's keep it moving. It's very interesting to hear you say that because most men do not, like most men that I've talked to when we talk about cheating, are it's a it's a no-go. Mm-hmm. Like they cannot not imagine their woman with that person mm-hmm. or in someone else's arms or whatever. And the visual of that makes it so that they can't go back. Yeah. For me, cheating is not necessarily a... We Definitely can't come back breaker. from it. Yeah, yeah no, it's it, it, not it. For, for me, cheating is a deal breaker because of this reason. It's not even about the sex. Mm-hmm. I know for me personally that I do my very best to create the safest zone possible to talk about our issues. And so if you are feeling like you want to sleep with someone else and you having this urge, 
you can come and talk to me and say, well, okay, well, what's the issue that we're having? Is it something that I can fix? If it's not something I can fix and you want to sleep with someone else, well, do I have that option to sleep with someone else as well? Can we both do these things and still love each other and still function? If the answer is yes, we can do this. But if you're saying that I can't sleep with someone, but you can, then I know you're coming from a selfish point. And mm-hmm. so for me, you're, you're, you're avoiding, you're not, you're breaking the, the rule of communication. Are we open or not? Yeah. And doesn't even have to be, I guess it technically could be, it could be open, but is it going to be a one-time thing? Because sometimes, I mean, let's be real. We all see other people that are attractive. Yeah. And we all are going to want to probably sleep with other people. Mm-hmm. We just don't, we, we don't do it. What yeah. if it's a mistake? Like, yeah. what is some, some vacation booty mistake? But my thing is this, though. Why put yourself in that situation to make that mistake? I mean, a lot of people, you put yourself in, in all kinds of situations. And you're drinking, you you're letting your hair down, you're with your friends, like you're just being free. Yeah. Not thinking about that kind of stuff. And then I'm not saying that this is a thing that is okay, but, you know, shit happens. It does happen. And I think when you have a lot of history involved, invested and you truly love someone, I don't necessarily think that cheating is a deal breaker. I think it just depends on the person. I, also I wouldn't do a repeat. I wouldn't do a repeat. Repeat if, is bad. Yeah. Also for me, I um, it would be about how, how it happened, right? Yeah. So like if you were out here, if we live in Tampa and you're on South Howard among <laughs> all these other people and a bunch of folks know about it that yeah. know me or the situation like what happened with her where somebody is in my DMs telling me about what you're doing or providing evidence, like you're embarrassing me now, yeah. right? If you have to have whatever, get your rocks off with someone else and you're not discreet about it, that's yeah. very problematic yeah. for me. Very problematic. I don't want to be embarrassed. Yeah, I think that's that's an, that's a big one. Did y'all see the question I posted? This is co- completely separate, but it talks. It goes in reference to not wanting to be embarrassed. Question I posted on Facebook mm. about not asking about someone's sexual past. You don't uh. want you don't want to ask that question because it's an <clears throat> immature question. However, what if the person that you're about to commit yourself to in a relationship who you've been dating or someone you're about to marry is it important to know if they have slept with someone that's currently in that circle that you that you both hang out with. It depends. So actually, that makes sense. No, mm-hmm. All right, that's pretty funny because like actually have a close relationship with this situation. Um, two sides, two sides of it. On one side, I was the person that had sex with two different people that were in friends. the same friend group. Yeah, really, really close. Yeah, apparently. I mean, I didn't. Once again, life um, happens. But on the flip side, um, actually, recently because. Uh, I still talk to like one of my exes, like one of my first exes. Yeah. She's like my 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 first love, um, my second love actually. And damn, how many loves you have? I have three primary loves. That I've wow. They teach you different things. Wow. Okay. So I've that's, had, that's I've why I'm very zero. that's why I'm very careful with the word love because like it means something. Um, but so it's actually a person that was guy was actually a really close friend to me for years, mm-hmm. a period of time, and then I was with her, and then we broke mm-hmm. up. But mm. we were still close. Yeah. And then, like, at times, like, she would come over. And I'm like, why are you here? You know? Um, and so, like, I started to get a sensation. You know, you, if you're close, I'm really close with this person. So I'm like, something's happening here. And then, so recently, I mean, we're talking. We're just, like, airing out old stuff. We, could, we still have, like, a real conversation. And we're just airing out old stuff. And I'm just like, let me ask this question. I was like, did you ever? And she's like, do you want to know? I was like, I asked a question. She said, yeah. Okay. Like, I'm not with her. She's married. She's elsewhere. Like, yeah. but at the same time, it's just, I want to, it always was 
clicking in my head. So like, let me just clarify. So if yeah. it was my girlfriend or somebody that I'm dating, mm-hmm. and I get the inst- that that feeling, and I ask the question, I want the answer yeah. Yeah, because I want to cl- clarify. I'm not gonna let it. I'm not gonna hold it against them because it's, it had nothing to do with me. Yeah, that that situation had nothing to do with me. Yeah, I think I want to know because I don't like you said. I don't want to. I don't like to be blindsided. Yeah, I want my friends to have told me or my partner to yeah. have told me because then it's not a big deal. Exactly. If you yeah. don't tell me. Then, then that's the big deal because a third party is like, oh, did you know that such mm-hmm. and such was messing with your man before y'all were together? And now I'm, you out here looking stupid. Now I look yeah. stupid. Yeah. Because if you come to me with that and I'm like, yeah, that's old news. Yeah. I already knew that. Exactly. That shows that other person that there's a trust between mm-hmm. us that yeah. you can't fuck with. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I, I definitely <clears throat> want to know if yep. someone in, in our media circle that you slept with. I just don't want to be quite blindsided. Yep. I don't want to, but I don't, again, I don't care about the act, the act of sex. Mm-hmm. I don't, people have sex. They do. I don't care, but just don't leave me blindsided. All right. Both of y'all got that right. We're going to move on. All right. We're going to move tie. on. It's a tie. Challenge another day. <laughs> we still have, I guess, technically, I will play against you. And mm-hmm. that sounds about right. So we'll the music see. one? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'll let Shay um, do that. All right, Sipper. So before we move into our main sip, we are going to learn a little more about our featured guest, Ebony Fire, from the Pretty Good Girls podcast. Ebony, hello. Where are you from, and how did you find your way to Tampa, Florida? I grew up in Connecticut, and um, have kind of lived a little bit of everywhere since then. Is that by choice, or that military brat, or something? No, by choice. I, you know, went to college in North Carolina. We moved to North Carolina when I was in high school, and then. I went to Japan after North Carolina and lived there for several years and then Atlanta and then back to Japan and DC and then here. Mm. I met um, my ex uh, who I ended up moving down here for in 2015. So that's how I ended up in Tampa. I have always said that I would never ever move anywhere for someone else. Do you have any not even regrets. Do you have what are your thoughts on after you've done it? Like now, now you've come full circle. I would do it again. Yeah, yeah. I would do it. I would do it again for him. You know, yeah. like I mean, the relationship didn't last for whatever reasons. Yeah. But like, I I think the reasons for me moving were pure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was completely into him. I felt like he was completely into me. So. I think that life is very short, and mm-hmm. the person who may be for you may not live within twenty miles of you, True. which is hard, exactly. right? It's hard. Um, that at that time, though, I was in my early thirties, maybe like I think it was like thirty-four when I met him, mm-hmm. and um, didn't have any children, had a really good job. Like I was very flexible with it. Now, yeah. one thing I did do um, is that I moved in by myself. I didn't move in with him. I moved yeah. down here. I had my own place, my own car, like all. That. I just I still needed my independence. You're still dependent, yeah, yeah. independent, yeah. Um, which was which was very good, and that, and that's how I would want to do it. So yeah, I think that's part. But I did it again. Smart. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I don't know if I'm, I'm talking about being risk averse. I think I am. Very risk averse. See, the thing about being risk averse is that you have to set yourself up for like being able to get out. Right. So I kept my job in DC. Yeah. Oh. 
I, I still worked in D.C. and I was. That's right. I remember you remember? were flying back all I was the time. Flying back and forth. I was here yeah. a week working from yeah. home, and then I'd be back there working from home. Yeah. I mean, working in the office. It's a cool job. Yeah, and my employer actually set that up for me because I told him I was like, "Yo, I met this guy. I'm like really feeling this. I'm really, you know, thinking about taking it to the next level, and we need to be in the same place in order for that to work out." And my boss wow. allowed that for me. Wow. Like, yeah. yeah. That's how he saw your value because yes. most people he was like, he was like "Well, like, gotta have go." Have a good time. <laughs> to the loo. So yeah, having that safety net yeah. was also very important because if it didn't work out, um, then I was going to be out. Now I have a kid, so I'm here. Yeah. Except <laughs> yeah. before we started recording, Ebony said she was very risky verse he didn't like taking risks and i was like and then just talking about that i was like that's a ma- that's a major it's risk, a risk. Yeah, that most people aren't going to huh just jumping out there like hey, having yeah. faith yeah having yeah. faith and love yes uh what's been the hardest adjustment for you in comparison to living here versus in Atlanta or dc black people i i'm used to being around more black people um, we actually went out to dinner last night and with some friends and we were talking about Atlanta and how the fact you can go into like a super expensive swanky place yeah. and the whole place be black, yeah. Yeah. you know, or yeah. like just being able to see that or have like different nightlife and mm-hmm. stuff like that. This Tampa is a great place to raise my son. Mm-hmm. You know, we can be outdoors all year long. There's tons yeah. of places, zoos and outdoor things mm-hmm. to see and do. But as a single now single uh, person. That's that, right, fellas. She is single, so <laughs> slide in her DM. I ain't even gonna say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so I think that that was that's probably the now. I think right away. I mean, actually, the same too. Because remember, I was telling you I would go to like these black NBA functions, mm, yeah. and I would be dressed like oh yeah, yeah. a happy hour style. DC style, right? Yeah. I still oh, have yeah. my work clothes yeah. on or whatever, and it'd be people with flip flops and cut off shorts yeah. and yeah. shit like that. And yeah. I'm like, this is not it's a different vibe. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. The Florida out is not a, not the normal out. Yeah, <laughs> when I um, I get so excited when I when I flew to Houston. Oh yeah, you were ago. loving it. And the Houston women were loving me, by the way. <laughs> it was pretty nice. It, but it was, and obviously we have a multitude of different types of listeners here on Altino Shade. But as a black man, it felt so good to be seeing, appreciated by being black a, women. yes, to be appreciated by black women, to see black women everywhere, yep. black men everywhere. And it was like that in Houston, I mean, in Atlanta. But I almost felt like Atlanta was a little overpowering for me compared to Houston. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Atlanta is a little bit more, their head's a little bit higher. I mean, being in Houston, too. It's a different vibe there altogether. I mean, you have a strong African community in, in Houston. Yeah. Um, it's it's a big hub, you know, different people. Atlanta is more like, we're here to, to make business happen. We're here to make things move. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's, it's, it's more economic in Atlanta than it is in Houston. Yeah, I mean, you can go, I mean, Houston's probably the same way, too. But, like, I, my dermatologist, my dentist, my mm-hmm. OB, like, all black people, yeah. black women. Here, I'm like trying to search around even just to find a person of color as my primary care physician. It's I hard, yeah. It's hard. Oh, yeah. contact you with Balaji. Um, she, that's all she does uh, is find like black businesses in the area and around for people to connect oh, yeah? with. Yeah. 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 When I first moved here, I moved to Clearwater. I'm back in Clearwater now. When I first moved to Clearwater, it's all white people. Yeah. It's and, hard. And I had, and I had, uh, I still had, I had dreads at that time. Mm-hmm. And I had to go over to Tampa to get my dreads done. Mm. And so right off of uh, Nebraska, Nebraska, <laughs> Nebraska. And when I, when I would drive over there, I'd be so excited, even though it was hood as yes, shit. It's hood. It was hood. I was yep. like, yes, mm-hmm. I look forward to being there in that environment. And yep. so it's just 
it's good to see young people. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it feels it feels good. Yeah, you know. Go ahead. What about you, Shay? I don't know, man. I guess I I lived in Tulsa for 15 years, so mm. yeah, it's very very like split. I mean. I mean, part, part of the reason I came back to Florida was because of culture, but because mm. I'm West Indian, like, it's a different, like, search for me. Is there a West Indian community in Tulsa? There is. Oh, yeah. There is. Like, there, there, you can probably find one anywhere, but mm. it wasn't as strong. Like, I had to start throwing, like, real dance hall parties to get the vibe that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But before that, like, it was always, like, old. Like, it was always... 30 years older than what it should have been. Like, let's play Bob Marley for reggae. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, come yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, but. Let's leave Night Nurse in, in 1985. <laughs> <laughs> Ebony, do you think black women have a harder time dating here in Tampa than, say, Atlanta? Because I've heard Ooh. some horror stories about dating in Atlanta as well. Ooh. I never had problems dating in Atlanta. Really? I never had one problem. You didn't date one guy that was kind of suspect? Her gaydar you know, was strong. I guess it probably was. People always say that. I don't feel like I ever was approached by any gay men or any men that I thought were gay. Yeah. No. I mean, um, like the whole DL thing that people talk yeah. about. Yeah. Like, no, I didn't have that. I had a fantastic time dating in in Atlanta and D.C. as well. Yeah. I was in D.C. recently and I was at this Stevie Wonder party, which is, you know, that's the kind of stuff I miss. Like they used to have like the Stevie Wonder versus Michael Jackson yeah. parties and you'd just oh, be in there wow. dancing all night and it'd be great. But I mean, this guy just walked right up to me. And oh, just, yeah. yeah, like that doesn't happen here. I know. It just does not happen it's here. Different. And I talked with with Cass, our, our, my co-host from um, Pretty Good Girls, about opening up my horizons mm-hmm. and like being open to dating more than just black men. Mm. <laughs> it's, <hard>. <laughs> <laughs> it's a struggle. The struggle is real. It's a struggle, man. Yeah, I, you know? uh, yeah. I, uh, I love black women. Mm-hmm. And. I love all women. Don't get me wrong. And yeah. I think love is love. You get love where you can. Mm-hmm. I don't care less if my older sister brought home a white man. I don't mm-hmm. care. It is, yeah. But when I see a black woman, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. That's what I need. Yeah, I ain't Latino too, but it is. It's hard to date outside. For me, it's hard to date outside my race. Yeah. I see the brain think He's over shaking there. His shaking his head. head. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, here's the deal. Like my first girlfriend was a white girl. Like red you a sellout. You a sellout. I'm playing. Wait, where? I'm playing. Back in Tulsa. Okay. <laughs> and the way I explains it, Tulsa. You know, so I was, I mean, because I moved there when I was 16. So, like, I have a different perspective, but for the long term, I'm always going to pick a West Indian or African first, mm. and then go through the rest of the, the darker colors, and then go to a Latino or whatever. Yeah. Um, but just for, I wouldn't, I don't look to marry a white person. That's, yeah, I feel that's you. what it is. Mm-hmm. So tell us, tell us a little more about the Pretty Good Girls podcast. What is it about? Why did you want to do a podcast? And just give us the gist about it. So Pretty Good Girls is a podcast that we started a couple months back, actually. We have only gotten about six episodes recorded at this point. Um, my friend Cassandra and I. Um, what up, Cass? Cassie. What up? Uh, we started this podcast, and it really is just us chatting, right? So, you know, it's actually Jay's brainchild, so mm. if everybody needs to know that. I don't think, I think <laughs> you give me a little too much credit. No, because we were not thinking about really starting it until you're like, hey, what do you, you know, you you know how somebody just like plants the seed? Yeah. And that's kind of what he did. He planted the seed and we were like, okay, let's see where this is going to go. Um, so we just kind of talk about catch up, kind of like, you know, most folks do catch up and it a lot of things and it, unintentionally but you're like having this voice of the late 30s early 40s something black women mm-hmm. living in Tampa Florida 
um, and just navigating our lives. So she's an entrepreneur. I work in corporate America. Um, we both have dogs. She's in a committed relationship. I'm single. I have a child. She wow. doesn't. So total opposite. Yeah. 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 No, so we've no, got really there. different experiences or we're at different places in our lives right now, but also they intersect mm -hmm. in a lot of different ways mm -hmm. too. So we talk through that, talk through like our adulting moment, like what, you know, that whole adulting thing, like I have to do That's this. It's a beast. <laughs> right. I have to do this. And no one else is here to do it for mm -hmm. me. So we talk through that, have a little conversation and then try to keep it light towards the end. Um so it's been fun. Yeah. It's actually been really fun. We've got some good feedback. Most of the people who listen to the podcast are people that I know. Um, that's how it always is in the beginning. Yeah. And I think we've got about 80 consistent listeners now. Like, that's good. Yeah. The that's last the last um, one I posted, episode six, I guess it was, I posted last week. Was maybe six or seven? I guess six. it was six. Yeah, it was six. Um, so when I posted that one, um, it got probably about 60 or so listens in the first two days, oh, nice. well which is good. Nice. Yeah. So, and then, you know, there's other ones and it's so interesting because the, the one that I, is the Thanksgiving one that we mm. did grateful, thankful, blessed. Mm. And then I put in, in the, the bed. bed. Yeah. yeah. People love sex. <laughs> they love that. Love that one is oh, like boy. the top, like <laughs> the top listening uh, one. And that was only a small part. So yeah, it's just, it's been interesting, you know, trying to listen to what people say and talk about stuff and, do you think um, podcasting so has like changed your how you feel about podcasting in general? Like, how do you feel like? I know for me, podcasting has really helped me feel express myself so much more. Mm -hmm. Right, as a creative, I have so many thoughts in my mind, and so sometimes we get bogged down and just holding them in ourselves. But having a weekly outlet to just talk kind of has really helped me mm -hmm. has podcasting so far is it still too early for you to I think it might be too early for that yeah. like for me I'm a big avid listener I talked you know you said that before I've been listening to your podcast since the beginning I was on podcasts before people even started listening to podcasts yeah. yeah so like when I think you guys you know serial podcast mm -hmm. the one with uh, yes. Adnan Syed and yes. all of that that was when a lot of people first started listening to podcasts mm. when that whole serial podcast was like 900 million people you yeah know, whatever wow. and i was even listening to them before that wow yeah you're going, you're going way back yeah i didn't really start getting into podcasting or listening to podcasts until right before i started all tino shade oh really yeah and so i, I love it you know one of the ones that i've been listening to the longest is this one um this american life huh it's an NPR podcast and I like storytelling podcasts. I mm. think that and we talked about this before too, but like hearing other people's stories helps me to connect to them or yeah. to have a different perspective on different topics. So I, I like what we're doing because another friend of mine was like, there's not a whole lot of people who are like the two of you mm. who are in your age range and like delivering this black woman's perspective on how we move through life. Yeah. So, and we don't pit it to be like, oh, we're the black people experts no. of whatever, but it just is who we are. Yeah, you can't, so. can't hide it. Mm -hmm. um, when does the Pretty Good Girls podcast air? When and where? So we're trying to get that together. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, been, somewhere. Right. I've been trying to do it on Tuesdays, um, but, you know, we had talked about this. A lot of things drop on Tuesdays. So um, trying not to make it on Wednesdays because a lot of stuff drops on Wednesdays. Um, so Tuesdays is our target day. That's the target day. The okay. target is Tuesdays. 
And what platforms are you? Can they listen to you on? We are on um, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and then there's a, a, a newer, I guess, podcast uh, host called Anchor FM. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so you can listen to it on any of those four. Like we're, we're keeping it at those four for now. Okay, that's what's up. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see. have an IG. Yes, I'm about to ask you what's your social. Yeah, Pretty Good Girls. So Pretty Good Girls Pod, P-O-D. Is it all one word? It's all one word. Okay. No hyphens or anything like that, but it's Pretty Good Girls Pod um, is our Instagram, and you can find it the same. Like, you can put Pretty Good Girls on Instagram, or our email address is the same if you want to write in to us, or also um, on Facebook. That's what's up. And last question, probably the most important question. Uh-oh. What's your favorite Altino Shade episode? <laughs> Not the most important. The people want to know. The people want to know. You know which one I, I think was interesting. I maybe just thinking about recently is the one where we talked about black leaders. Oh, that's boy. actually one of our most popular episodes. Oh, black, really? Yeah, black leaders has been one that a lot of people have been listening to. That one and police brutality has mm-hmm. gotten a lot of. Okay. But yeah, the black leaders one that's actually got kind of kind of I want to say heated, but it, it was got a, good, a little heated. Got a little heated <laughs> on that one as you well. Know. You know. Yeah, but I like you that know. one. Well, definitely, <laughs> definitely happy to have you on here. Sippers, definitely go check out Pretty Good Girls Podcast. Uh, I am not on the podcast, but I do help them behind the scenes. And so I think they're doing great things. So go stream it, go share it, go interact with them. And that's about it. That's it. All right, Shay. Right. Shall I do a listener shout out? Yeah, let's make that happen. All right, we'll do a listener shout out. Make it real quick. Listen, a shout out goes out to our number two listening city of the last seven days, which is Bernalillo, New Mexico. New Mexico? New Mexico. <laughs> we got listeners in New Mexico. We got listeners in New Mexico. And wow. so, of course, our top city is always Tampa. Um, the top country is United United Kingdom. And number three was Canada. But top city for la- second number two city was New Mexico. So shout out to whoever it is in New Mexico that's listening to all Gino Shade. Real dope. Don't know who you are because you have not commented or interacted with us on our socials, but know that you can find us on uh, Instagram. Like, here's what it is. Like, we should do a little challenge where, like, uh, our ATNS uh, listeners should, or sippers should go, I'm a sipper or I love ATNS with a little sign. Mm. Just a little like, what's it from? Yeah. That's cute. I, I like the yeah, idea. That's something idea. we could do, do on so our That's what we're going to do. So, you're hitting this episode. We want you to take a picture with an RT. No shade. Hashtag 18 s saying I love ATNS. <laughs> hashtag 18S. And we'll we'll find it. We'll post it. And hopefully we can go a little viral on it. That'd be dope. All right, Shay. Let's get into this main sip. <sighs> hey, DJ. Do you know what time it is? Hey, L. Do you know what time it is? Yeah. Hey, sippers. <laughs> do you know what time it is? Time for the main sip. The main sip. I said it's time for the main sip. The main sip. Get your cup ready, drink ready, tea ready. Get your cup ready, drink ready, tea ready. Ah. Time for the main sip. The main sip. I said it's time for the main sip. The main sip. Get your cup ready, drink ready, tea ready. Get your cup ready, drink ready, tea ready. Yes, 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 yes. That's a good song, it right? Cute. It's cute. It's cute. I don't cute. know why I'll be hating on this so much. It's cute. It's, cute. it's, to, it's a jingle. <laughs> it's a jingle. Jingle's supposed to be cute. Not supposed to be like a number one smash hit. You gotta anything. get her in there. You gotta get her I in know, there. I know, I gotta the get jingle. her in there. We gotta record it. <laughs> All right, Sipper. So today, this week's episode is talking about not black enough. Mm. 
basically we're going to discuss colorism within the black culture but we will also talk about other cultures as well but main focus is on black culture talking about not feeling like you're black enough and then how colorism has affected our lives so when you hear the term mm-hmm. not black enough what comes to mind for you anyone can answer that well someone said man that's, he's not black enough it's a mixed mixed bag for me um coming from a different background than an african-american background that's usually mm-hmm. what it comes it for me it's like oh you're not black enough because i don't act like a general black american um that's what i encountered in the past but there's also that side of your, your what does that mean do I, you don't act like a general african-american because I don't usually use the Use your words wisely, brother. No, shoot, I got <laughs> no problem with it. No, um, because I don't usually use the same type of language. I don't uh, appreciate all of the same things. Um, I don't react the same way to some situations mm-hmm. where it, they, they expect a, a more bombastic response. Mm. And I'm kind of like, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. It don't matter to me. Because uh, I was raised outside of the U.S. So coming to the U.S., I had to learn about racism. At the same time, I had to learn about colorism as well. And the colorism to me was more about like my culture than the actual color of my skin. Mm. So, yeah. Ebony? Um, I think light-skinned people. Mm. Like, I feel like people always say that people who are lighter are not as black as someone mm-hmm. who is, you know, or even a friend, like being biracial, right? Yeah. You're not black enough because you're not 100% black or mm-hmm. you're like mixed race. My girlfriend and I were talking the other day. She's half Japanese and she's half black. And when and someone's like, oh, Miko, you don't, you know, you're not even, you're not black enough. You're like, mm-hmm. you're not all black anyway. And she's like, well, when people see me outside in the streets, I look like yeah, a black girl. Absolutely. And they treat me like a black girl. So yeah. whether or not my mother is Japanese doesn't make a big difference, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Same with me. So biracial, I'm biracial, um, did not grow up with my father. My um, father is white. Mm-hmm. But I grew up black. Mm-hmm. I, my siblings were black. My adopted family is black. Like, I'm black. Yeah. You know, so, I, but I always got the whole, you know, the way that I spoke wasn't black enough. Yeah. My The tone of my voice yeah. wasn't yeah. black enough. The words that I used, you know, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. When I think about the not black enough, I often think about when when President Obama was first starting to run. Mm. And he was just a regular old senator then. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I used to hear all the time, well, he's not black enough because mm-hmm. he was biracial. Mm-hmm. He was of lighter complexion. And then you, you hear it all the time in any kind of black person who runs politically, right? Cory Booker's not black enough. Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris yeah. not, not black, black enough. enough. Yeah. And it's often because of the skin, like complexion of their skin. Mm-hmm. But then on the flip side of that, we had people like Jesse Jackson who, who ran a while ago who said he's too black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like you can't be... Somehow they want you to be this perfect complexion mm-hmm. of just black enough. I mean, personally, I my mom was a librarian and she was very focused on Pause. grammar. Grammar. Okay, and I was gonna say librarian or librarian because I, I was like, <laughs> that's how I say it. No, no, because I was trying to really. It took me a second. I was like, she's from Liberia. Or oh no, li- no, 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 she's not from Liberia. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but she always raised us to te- talk with grammar and, yeah. and etiquette and so I I always talked a little more proper mm-hmm. than some of my friends and then people would say you know you're not black enough and then I had one guy uh, here in Florida actually who was associated at this time who jokingly was like 
He's a white guy. He's Jay, I'm blacker than you are. Ooh. And he said that because of how he dressed. Right. He thought because how he dressed that too made him more black than me. Mm-hmm. And just like, brother, you will never be more black than me. Yeah. Like the color of my skin will always make me more black. It's, being black is not about my, well, my my style of dress. It's not about my hair. It's not about how I talk. It's about, my, you know, who I am. Color yeah. of my skin in America and the world is who I see me as. That was right. going to be the question that I, I was going to toss out there. It's like, what is the definition of blackness? <laughs> Mm, the definition what? of blackness like, depends on who you ask, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Is 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 it? Because for instance, there's people who get like the you know the, the whole the past. You get the hall pass to, be, to being black, like Bernie Sanders in a sense, like because mm. he did X Y Z or with, Bill Clinton. Yeah, Bill Clinton, he, yeah. you know he played the saxophone and he was yeah, a cool really. dude, mm-hmm. quote unquote. You know, it, it's like what really gives you that uh, that stamp? I honestly don't think anyone can claim to be black if they're not black point point blank i don't care how you grew up i mean there i remember i was driving this lift car a few years ago and i picked up this uh, daughter and mom and two white two white people and they talking amongst themselves mm. nigga this nigga that oh no this to them to each other yeah not calling another black person nigga just nigga, you tripping? Blah 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 blah. So I'm getting a little uncomfortable. Like I'm like, what is <laughs> what's what happening right now? So I just I didn't say anything. I'm at this point I'm just a driver, and so took them to the destination, and where they lived was the hood. Yeah, that's they that's how they are. Nature that's where they I'm I'm not gonna. I went from being bothered to being unbothered because that's who that's all they know. Yeah, they know they're not black. Yeah, but I think my issue with that is that. I don't know about you guys, but I w- we as black people, I think I can think I can generalize this. We're uh, black Americans because yeah. I can't really speak for West Indian experience, but we're raised to have to accommodate other people. Yeah, you got to yeah. you have to shift in your and where you are, got right? The switch. whole code switching thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We when I'm around white oh, people, do I don't talk a certain way or I don't use certain terms because yeah. I'm like they're not going to understand me or exactly. they're going to inter- think I'm a different type of person or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. And but then when you get around white folks, they can do whatever the fuck they feel like doing. Mm-hmm. Talk crazy to the cops, use the N word, do all this. They never have to accommodate who they are or how they are That's for true. us. That's true. 100%. hundred percent true. It bothers me so much. That's like, true. So I've kind of gotten to a point where I code switch less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I'm also 40 years old. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of established in the person that I am. Mm-hmm. I don't have any worries about my career or making the next yeah. steps and things like that. So I'm I'm not worried about like kind of tiptoeing in certain areas. I'm just kind of in a place where I'm free to be myself. But yeah. I can see our younger generation, we're still teaching them don't wear this, do wear that, go yeah. to this certain kind of, you know what I mean? Like be yeah. this certain kind of way so they won't interpret you as a threat. Yeah. Mm. That's, 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 yeah, that's definitely, uh, like how deep do we want to go today? Mm. <laughs> I mean, bring it up. You want something to talk about, bring it up. So this whole colorism thing, cause you know, it's not just an American thing. It's Americans perfected it, but it, it goes across the board. I yeah. mean, you have, look at the uh, Dominican, the Dominican Republic in Haiti. Mm-hmm. That is a big thing about their color, because mm. Dominicans are usually a little bit darker, mm-hmm. and they uh, the Haiti. So they, they, it's even in that that process, even in the, the islands, 
You know, there is the, the those people that we call coolies yeah. because they have more of an Indian, Indian a stronger mm-hmm. Indian, and that's that's colored their skin. Yeah, it immediately puts them in a different category than everybody else. So, but where does that where does that come from? Like you said, American imperialism. You said Amer- American perfected it, but that's uh, really a European. I feel like a European dominance of pushing their culture and in in our eyes to be the thing of beauty, right? Because like you said, it's in uh, Dominican culture. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, Afro uh, Cubans, Afro Latinas, Latinos aren't really accepted if they have darker complexion yep. versus it's, the lighter complexion. It is legitimately everywhere in, yeah. in India. The lighter skinned yep. Indians yeah. are seen as better than the the South India Indians, or even in Japan, people wear wear all kinds of coverings and carry umbrellas so that mm. they can stay as pale as possible. If you are seen as being darker, you are a worker or a yeah. you know lower class person. It is across the world. Across I mean, I think when you said imperialism, I think that has a big thing to do with it. Yeah. yeah. So the why I say Americans perfected it because I don't know if you guys got a chance to go to the uh, the Black American uh, History Museum okay. in DC. Of no, course. I haven't gone yet. What you no. of all yes. people? I know I haven't yet. You gotta go. It's I know. Dope. Everybody should go. I love so that. I've been I've, I've been in the states since '94, mm-hmm. right? And I understood racism and colorism to a point, but I didn't really get a grasp on the, the the journey that happened with it. Yeah, that visit expanded upon it because what happened was when people came over, everybody was everybody was considered indentured servants in one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So when they joined up and they recognized that the white people recognized that, wait a second. I can be turned into an indentured servant myself over here in America. I don't want that. So slowly but surely, they started implementing rules that dictated that the darker you were, the more likely that you that you were all going to be a slave. The light people, light skinned people, were uh, not allowed to be put into that same category. And they just kept building and building and building and building that they literally put into the laws. Yeah, um, so that'd be but, th- but then we did that, right? So yeah. I don't know if you. I'm in a sorority. I'm a, I'm a Delta. Uh-huh. Um, for people who don't know, I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. And earlier on, mm-hmm. they used to have something, and this has definitely associated with AKs, but I think everybody else mm. did it as well. But they had what they called a paper bag test, mm-hmm. so that yep. if you were darker than a paper bag. Yep. They would not allow you to be online. Correct. That sounds like an AKA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was just, it was it's something that we have internalized. I even know my friends and family from um, from New Orleans, mm-hmm. right? That whole mulatto thing, mulatto, like yeah. making sure that you were lighter and your hair was more mm. flowy and we didn't, you know, the straightening of our mm-hmm. hair and all yeah. of that. Like, did you guys know that there's a documentary about this, this whole Mm-mm. colorism thing? Mm-mm. I'm going to look it up and see if I can remember yeah, the name Yeah, give me the information, for But sure. they have it, um, and it was bo- mostly focused around dark-skinned black girls. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the name of it right now, but it was very interesting for them to talk about um, how their experiences were. And then the lighter skin side of it, people were like, well, you know, they get brown-skinned girls get upset when light-skinned girls talk about colorism, yeah, mm-hmm. because they're like, we have the worst of it. Mm-hmm. What you know, you're out here whining and crying about mm-hmm. being, you know, a light-skinned girl, but you also have privilege that comes along with that. Where are the privileges yeah. that come along with being brown? Yeah, yeah. they're not a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. I do, I think a, a lot, a, a huge part of this stemmed from slavery, mm-hmm. right? I think that a lot of things have been passed down generationally 
that should not have been passed down. But, you know, most people know at this point, light-skinned people were house servants. Yeah. And dark-skinned people worked the field in the hard labor. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that did create a... Status. Status, hostility amongst uh, our own culture, mm-hmm. which was passed down. Because that kind of stuff is passed down, just yeah. like racism it, is passed down. It gets mm-hmm. built into your genes. You know? And so I think that plays a part in it. And But what can we do to help eliminate that though. I think it's always going to exist at this point. I don't know if it's ever going to go away, but I do think that we can make it less problematic. What can we do? I I think it's actually gotten somewhat better, right? Because now we have a lot of examples of, of diversity and in what we see, right? Because we always saw this European image of beauty on TV and magazines everywhere. So now there's more black publications and there's more black websites and you have, you know, Beyonce's song about, you know, the brown brown skin girl. Mm -hmm. You guys know what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about? Brown Mm -hmm. skin girl, that song. So that one, and like we're popularizing more about our natural hair state and our natural colors. I found the documentary. It's called Dark Girls. Dark Girls. Yeah, and then there's another one called Skin, and that Hmm. one is about colorism in Nigeria. Uh, mm, yep. Yeah, it's big over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the skin bleaching they have going on over there. Yeah, so, yeah. I think these the fact that we have more examples of the discussion is there. Yeah, yeah. and it we're helps. talking to our kids about how beautiful it is to be mm. brown and to be in our natural state. I think that that is definitely helping a lot. Absolutely, and how us as you know parents, women, men who are raising these kids are influencing them to believe that what they have is beautiful. Yeah. Another piece of that is the fact that this country is not necessarily that old. And over time, like you, you start to blend more and yeah. we, we've hit a point where we've, we've blended enough where the mix is more, more, more prevalent than either side. Mm. So you don't oh, necessarily, you don't necessarily just have a bunch of light skinned people and a bunch of dark skinned people. But you know, you, hear, you used to hear, Oh, it's light skins. This 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 decade is the light skin decade. Dark, dark skins skin in, yeah. light skins in. Yeah. You don't really have that as much because they're they blended for a little while. There, um, I remember as we were, as I was going into college, it was all about quote unquote the red bone. Mm-hmm. Like it was the biggest thing in the world. The red bone. Kind of like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. This was the Albie Sure era. Yeah. I, um, the DeBarge era. The DeBarge <laughs> era. I I agree with that for sure. And I think I think a lot of that came from. I think we're more conscious now of it, like you said. And I think that. We have people, because of that, we have black people who now are producers, who do executive, who executive like producers, right? And so yeah. when they create this content, they're saying, oh, we want a dark skinned girl, you know? And, and so, because what you see visually matters. I'm going to toss one out right? there. Girlfriends. Girlfriends, the show Girlfriends? Yes. That was like one of the first shows. I know we had a, the Huxtables, I mean, Huxtables in, um, uh, in a different, different world. world, whatever, mm-hmm. but the Girlfriends show was four women the whole color gambit mm-hmm. whole personality perspective that was all together working as one kind of a team at times yeah. right and then now we have so many more we have blackish yeah mm-hmm. um, who touched who, who did a whole episode on colorism, on colorism. Yeah. called um black like us yeah word so. which was very very interesting because i think it was diane trying to come to grips on her beauty mm-hmm. or something like that the younger the daughter so yes and so what initially started was she had taken a photo a, a, a class photo and she appeared uh lighter 
in the photo mm-hmm. than she really was. Mm-hmm. And her parents asked her about it, and that's how they started talking about colorism and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I think she had gone to like a makeup, uh, like a makeup store or something like mm. that, and they were talking about it. But I think they're having these conversations. So blackish, grownish, and mixedish. Mm. Where they're all oh. by Kenya Barris. Mixedish is a um, a take on rainbows growing up. Oh, wow. mm. So she had a black mother and a white father. They were on a commune for maybe the first 10 or so years of her life. And then mm. the commune got shut down and she had to integrate into regular society. Mm-hmm. So she had to start to finally experience, like you said, had to learn about what racism is. Mm-hmm. She has her black side yeah. and her white side and kind of coming to grips with yep. how that works in society. The grownish one is the oldest daughter goes to college and she goes through these different experiences. Mm. I think what they do with the, that those three series is phenomenal. Yeah. People don't watch them enough, and people like people were really hesitant about the whole mixed dish one. Like, what kind of problems do mixed people have? <laughs> and they get some them. backlash on on that show a lot. It more is than, a great show. Yeah, like, I don't watch it, it yet. It's really good. And the youngest daughter, her name is Santana on the show, I think, or something like that. Santana. She, she's hilarious. She's actually really funny. Yeah. But I think they're what they're doing is they're tackling these social things that we're dealing with mm-hmm. but they're you know in a humorous way yeah can we talk about this makeup though oh i was about to get on that because i like feel the like thing yeah i feel like most of the makeup that's being put on is shown as beauty mm. is of lighter complexion like that's i see I like so Penny. many women that go from one complexion of, of that darker than when they put the, the makeup the on neck, that the neckline they're so much lighter I think that's an issue. It is. But personally, part of that is because of the industry. That's why uh, Rihanna's makeup line is doing really well because mm. she in- integrated a little bit more darker tones, if I remember right. Mm. But the industry as a whole is coming from a light perspective. Yeah. So that's that's the only makeup they can get. That's so, the only makeup they can so they get, have to so. learn how to make it work as best as they could. Yeah. But there are more lines nowadays. Like you said, there's Rihanna's brand who has the spectrum. Yeah. You know, white women can buy it and also the darkest brown women can buy it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I'm not a big makeup person. Right. Most I do really is something, some eyeshadow. It's because she don't need it, y'all. <laughs> Thank you. I don't like, I am not against makeup. I think, mm-hmm. I think that just needs to be a balance to it. Yeah. But I just think a lot of the, I think it, the lightening of the skin of the makeup is a form of colorism. Like light skin is being is again beauty, mm-hmm. right? So you think about like old TV shows, like when the light skinned woman was always shown as the bougie, mm-hmm. ditzy, pretty one, and the dark skinned worlds was always like the mean one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that, yeah, they always put the light skinned girl as the one with the with the good job. With a good husband, mm-hmm. and <laughs> even even soul food. You guys remember soul food? Yeah, the brown skin one was mm-hmm. the one with all the kids, and the husband yeah. couldn't do right. And then the light skin one was the one who left and went to college, and uppity bougie woman. And I don't know. I I think we are getting better representation, at least for our children, mm-hmm. of more different varieties of people in general. Um, but it does concern me that whole mixing thing you were talking about where like we're now in this society where everybody's going to be some version of mixed race mm-hmm. oh, 100%. Point, at some point. So. Even more so because we're all mixed. We just, you know, both of us did our DNA and mm-hmm. I have Ireland in me and mm-hmm. but I do think it's going to be more mixing and we're going to be. It's human nature. You can't you can't fight it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my son is he's half West Indian and he's half. Ooh, uh, which uh, his father, his grandfather's from St. Kitts. 
that's, that's my uh, that's my grand, my grandparents side of family. Okay. And, and then his, yeah, I'm all excited he, now. So don't yeah. worry about me. And then he's his grandmother excited. is from Jamaica. Word. Mm. So that's dope. yeah, so he's half West Indian, but his dad is first generation <laughs> West Indian in yeah. the U.S. He grew up totally in the U.S. Mm. Um, his parents grew up in their respective countries, and then so he's a Yankee. <laughs> is that what you call him? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> have y'all ever felt like you weren't black enough? I know this is opposite yeah. of colorism to a certain extent, but we're talking about both things. Like, have you ever felt like you weren't black enough in your own personal lives? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's my whole middle school, high school experience was not being black enough for anybody. I didn't have really strong black friends until college. What do you, do you ever, because you, you, are, you are dark in complexion, do you... You ever felt discriminated against though because of your dark complexion? Well, I didn't really discrimination like that happened outside of school mm. per se. Like in mm. school, it was all because like I didn't do what they did. Mm. Outside of school is because I literally was black. Like, yeah, yeah. Getting gotcha. the cops calling you gotcha. because you're playing with a remote control car in an apartment <laughs> complex and it falls in a drain and yeah. calls the cops. Yeah. yeah. But in school, it was usually like my accent and my dialect, and then it was like, "Oh, you Jamaican," which is an insult to me. Yeah. At that time, it took me about three years to get over that. Um, it was an insult for them to call you Jamaican? Yeah, because I mean, I'm not a Jamaican. Mm. Like, I don't say mon. I don't have that, that tonality. I am not a Jamaican. You just mm -hmm. had the accent. And yeah. You know how to and distinguish just, your accent. But for them, they didn't know West Indian. They, they just yeah. know Jamaican, right? Yeah. yeah. So once I, once I recognized they didn't know geog geography, I was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> right. whatever. Right. But then on top of that, like, all through high school, I didn't, I want, I didn't, I've never lived in South St. Pete. Yeah. I always lived in Largo or higher. Yeah. yeah. Pinellas, North Pinellas County. So I was never with them yeah so you know and even the few times i went down there i just wasn't in that environment so yeah. i didn't blend mm -hmm. yeah i've always been i don't know if i've always i don't think i've ever really felt not black enough i've yeah. definitely heard you know different things yeah. i was very i've always been very um <coughs> politically active in college mm, i was yeah. in the i was the vice president of the black student movement i did protests and stuff like that on on campus and like i was i've always been very connected to my blackness yeah so i don't think that i ever felt like i heard it but i didn't really feel it mm. you know I, yeah. we also talked about in college about how like some of the biggest like pro-black people that we would see are super light-skinned folks. Malcolm X, Huey, Newton, Langston Hughes, like a lot of them that you that you see that are, I mean, I guess James Baldwin was browner, but a lot yeah. of them that are like, like uh, Angela Davis, mm, right? Yeah. The ones that you see standing out are, and, and people would make things like even about Sean King, right? Maybe yeah. there was this whole thing about whether or not yes. he was actually yes, black absolutely. or not. And he's like one of the biggest Supporters. voices yes. about black issues. Absolutely. And then there are people who come and say, well, why, you know, why are you standing out so loud for, mm, but then you have the fucking Rachel Dolezal's out here. Yeah. These white women. Who identify as black women. Which so, is bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So here's the deal on that. that considering the fact, talking about that whole idea of like, the light-skinned person being the voice is part of that because of their ability to be accepted more so they get mm. a chance to be on a bigger platform and then when they get there the people who don't get a chance to get there feel negative about it and say oh you're not black yeah, enough. That, you probably, that probably pays a part because it in order to push cert certain agendas we've always needed help from other people right even pushing equal rights for black people we needed the help of our white counterparts to have yeah. a bigger voice and then once we got to that level, it's like, okay, well, now we've reached there. Now we need somebody who looks like us mm -hmm. to speak about it more. So yeah. it, it probably plays a small part in, uh, in it as well. I want to toss in there the idea of um, Drake. 
Hold on one second. So, because I didn't talk about. Oh, you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> so, for me, I wouldn't say that I never felt not black enough from other people, but I think based on me growing the way I grew up and seeing other popular black kids who had all the nice clothes, yep. who had a certain style and, mm-hmm. and was popular, I felt like I wasn't black enough because I didn't have those shoes. I didn't have uh, that. I just couldn't be what was popular because we all wanted to be like the materialism of black culture. Yeah, because that's what you saw on TV, the hip-hop. People were wearing all this stuff, and then you have other kids wearing that same clothes mm-hmm. who could afford it, who parents could afford it. Yep. It was like, well, maybe, maybe I'm not black enough. Cause that's why I don't have a girlfriend. That's why maybe, maybe this is not why I can't find more friends, because I'm not black enough. I don't look like them. Mm-hmm. But luckily, I, I became popular because of sports, and that all kind of changed my perspective. But I will say that in elementary school, what I, all my crushes were white girls. Hmm. True. Middle school, I started dating or finding myself attracted to light-skinned women. Mm-hmm. High school ended up being a mix of light-skinned women and white women. So it wasn't until early in my 20s that I realized that I had a huge favoritism towards light-skinned women. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that plays a factor of, because we're all kind of Product of our environment, product of our environment to a certain extent. Right. My True. mom's super light skin. Nurture. Nurture. And and I lived in a predominantly white area. And so when I saw on TV, light skinned women, white women. But now I date dark skinned women. I don't care. But it took a long time for me to be able to see that before. Yeah. You know, I was able to to modify it, you know. Mm-hmm. What about to say about Drake? Uh, oh, okay. So the deal with Drake is, you know, he he just did a, a, a rap radar interview, like two hours long or whatever. And in that, he was saying that he felt a certain kind of way that he wasn't getting support as being a black artist that won artist of the decade. Mm, mm. And on the flip side of that, it's like, and he says that he doesn't want to be too, he tries not to be too political or talk too much about the black life. Yeah. And then, you know, that's probably why you don't get as much support from, quote unquote, the black community in that, mm. in that sense, because you don't, push the black agenda the same way. And the flip side of that is he and this is something that actually Beyonce's father talked about that colorism exists inside the music industry. And you know, he was like because Beyonce being of lighter complexion, she was able to get a lot more jobs than Kelly or than Kelly the other people because they darker skinned women or people got pigeon-toed into a certain thing. Mm-hmm. So Drake has probably absolutely benefited oh, from being a light skinned person who could Moves who are fluid in white culture and black culture. Mm-hmm. So he should definitely probably do more to be accepted in deeper in the black culture if he wants to speak about it. You know what I mean? Right. Well, but then he also sometime recently said that he was the one who popularized Afrobeats music. No. Yes, he did. Well, did he? Yeah. I think the line was the fact that he put it out there and he supported, like he gave it a bigger platform. That may have been the statement. Okay. More so than popularized. He has helped with it. Yeah. I would say. He, I have not heard. I don't know what I. He hasn't changed any Afrobeats for me, but I yeah. actually knew what they were before any of his songs. I don't even know what song he's talking about. That. 
It was probably more so with Party Next Door. Party yeah. Next Door had a lot of Afrobeat songs mm-hmm. that that Drake was on. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Do you think you've received any benefits because of your lighter complexion? Absolutely. Every day. Every day. Every single day of my life. I mean, I think that you, we talk about pretty privileges as yeah. well, but I think that being a lighter skin, it may be not here so much, but definitely feel like um, being lighter skin helps. Yeah. I, say, but I, I definitely think so. Yeah, I, I think it definitely helps. I think sometimes I'm probably oblivious. Well, you know what? It, right? Another big thing is like we talk about my son a lot. So my son's three. He has very curly hair like me, but he's also very light skinned. Mm-hmm. So when I talk about him growing up as a black man, mm-hmm. there's things that he will have to adjust to just because he's a black man. Absolutely. He's also a light skinned black man. So yeah. his experience will be different from someone who is a browner skinned person. Right. Yeah. You know, um, may not be seen as a threat so much. <laughs> I was about to say that, you know, <laughs> yeah, he's a curly hair, you know, kind of light eyed, light skinned yeah. little boy. Yeah. And it's going to be different for him, you know? I mean, and it's just, I have two friends who are just here. She Or my friend who's here who has two brown boys yeah. who are, you know, still young boys, but thicker and getting taller. Immediate, immediate like, oh, he's huge. Yep. It was like, no. No, he's nine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, I mean, it'll be, it'll definitely be different for him versus, you know, some of his cousins who are browner skin bigger kids yeah um so i don't know i just i I definitely think that people don't immediately consider me even me as as much of a threat or much of an angry black woman Mm. as but i you know i definitely have my attitudes and moods Mm. we talk about Mm. me and my quote-unquote meanness all the time but like it's just different i think people will receive it more and I do think it comes hand in hand with a level of attractiveness. Oh yeah, absolutely. People that, take that people will deal with a attractive person being mean. Yeah. More than they will an unattractive that's person. That's true. Truth. I mean, that's that's <laughs> just life. Thing. life. <laughs> like we're human beings. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so we will finish up with it, with this. Here's some stats that I found on colorism. So. The researchers found that light-skinned women were sentenced to approximately 12% less time behind bars than their darker-skinned counterparts. Wow. Yeah. Women with light skin served 11% less time in prison than darker women. Uh, A 2006 University of Georgia study showed that employers prefer light-skinned black men to dark-skinned men, regardless of their qualifications. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, a light-skinned black male with a bachelor's degree and typical work experience was preferred over a dark-skinned male, dark-skinned black male with MBA and past managerial positions. Mm-hmm. Um, dark-skinned defendants are more likely to be convicted and receive the death penalty than lighter-skinned ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, India's 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 skin lightening cream, fair and lovely, uh, <laughs> <laughs> boasts 38 million users worldwide. Yeah. 38, wow. And then dark-skinned Brazilians make up 63% of the poorest sectors of Brazil. And you don't even think about that. Nope. All right, Sippers. So that is the main sip, talking about colorism. Don't be afraid to have the conversations with your friends. Um, call, I think it's an important topic. I think it's... I think so it, what's next, Shay? Keep the conversation going. Ooh. <laughs> That, that sounds, sounds about, about right. right. All right, Sippers. 
So it's time for That Sounds About Right, where we play a few songs to see if we can guess what they are. I'm going to play against Ebony because Ebony talks shit. Word. Um, about how be, good she is. I always beat everybody in my head like when I'm playing. <laughs> I will say that I have been struggling lately. I think maybe it's old age. I don't know. I've been getting things wrong. <laughs> Shay is, is going to choose these songs. I asked him to choose the song so we can play. Sippers, there you can find all T No Shade Spotify playlist. These songs are on those uh, on that playlist. We don't own these songs. We don't have the rights to these songs, but we do love the artists and we want them to get the love that they deserve. So go play them, go stream them, give them the love. I kind of want to test the West Indian right now, but that's okay. Oh, no, no, you're not. <laughs> no, huh? Not with me at the table. Not with me playing. I was joking. I was joking. All right, here we go. Shay, before we uh, get started, what's the rules? The rules are you can guess either the name of the artist <laughs> okay. or the name of the song. Last week. Okay. What happened? Last I week. guessed the name of the, the song five times and Shay ignored me and gave it to Cardi. So I would have won. That sounds about right. So are you cl- of course he's not mentioning the the, the week before the couple of weeks before when I definitely won and he's just like oh yeah uh, I gave you I, I I actually gave you rights I told you you're right fact. okay so it's the name or, or the song name. name yes the name of the artist or the song name yeah. correct so all right okay okay let's start this nice and easy all right what year is it uh this is going to be in the nineties all right sorry sorry the thousands sorry. Eric, Eric. Badu. Oh, yeah. I was saying at the same time. Don't stop. Don't it's stop. A, but this actually is it um the, the um it's the roots. roots. Yeah. Here we go. Yes. It's the roots. <laughs> so uh that was Jay Alway both times, both on the roots. I used to love that song. I used to love um I still love the roots. Black thought is that dude, man. Yes, like, yes. I don't know why Erica does not do more music. I guess she's just living her best life now. I don't know. She got her kids raised. Yeah. All right. So this was the uh, inauguration. Boo. Jeezy? It sounds like Jeezy. Yeah. It sounds like Jeezy. The song is by. It's a his song, though. No. Man, it's not right. It's got to be his song. Okay. Can't be right. Nope. <laughs> it sounds like a Kanye beat. That's a Howard beat, though. Yeah, I have no idea. I thought it was Jeezy. And it's not his song? No. He's, a, he's a feature he's, on it? He's a feature. There's two features on this song and then one main person. When's the main person rap? To waste what's in? Game. There we go. Ah, oh. uh, <laughs> game. What's the name of that song? That's black tricky. on black. I like that. Kevin Gates and GT. I like that song. All right. Now this is definitely nineties. Uh, late nineties. Late nineties. You don't know. You're too young. Uh, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> no, this is early. This is like late nineties, early early thousands. Oh, one twelve. There we go. One twelve. I was gonna say jagged edge. They were all around the same, similar, <sighs> similar. I mean, I'm not gonna let cream. you win. Yes, peaches yes. and cream. That's peaches three. And cream. That's three. I know he's quick. How, how many are you playing? You playing six? Yeah, I got him. I got him. All right. Six. Oh, come on, I'm Ebony. I want, down, Ebony. I want Ebony to have a, uh, a slight chance. Oh, man. oh my God! Okay, I got, I got normally, chance. normally we play we play five, but I want I want to give you the opportunity. <sighs> All right. Give this one a run. <laughs> this is definitely nineties. 
of the 90s of the 90s. 90s of the 90s. Close my eyes. Brandy. Yes. There we go. Brandy. I would say like, I played it for the ladies. I played it for the ladies. Yeah, Brand- I want to be down. Yeah. I want to be down. It was a great song. I don't know why she don't put more music out, too. Maybe she feels like her time is done. You know, she was on this TV show called Star. Oh, Did you she? ever watch that? Uh-uh. I love that show. Yeah. Yeah, it was probably three seasons, and then it ended... Um, I think it was another Kenya Bears. Maybe not Kenya Bears. What's that, MC Light? Yep. Yeah. All right, Ebony got one. Ebony Yay. got one. Yeah. At least I didn't go home with a zero. No, you didn't. You didn't. Because <laughs> you would not hit the end of it. <sighs> oh, we got next, Shay. What's next song? One last one. All right. This is a mixture of the 2010s, now, and, and earlier. Mm. A mixture? Yeah. Why do you have a mixture? <laughs> Here we go. You'll find out. Here we go. It's a better be a medley. Yeah. T-Pain. He's on it. Well, I'm in love with a stripper. His name of the song. That's, that's the old song. Oh, it's a new one. Oh. Tory Lanez. There we go. Oh. <laughs> Tory Lanez. Because I, I know Tory Lanez, he did a new album. He remixed like all the old songs. Oh, really? And put his own little twist on it. And had the artist who created the original song on it. On it. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. I haven't heard yeah, it. This probably is one of the best ones he did. Yeah. But because probably T Pain helped him with the production. And T Pain is on the song mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has one with a song with Fabulous on this there. This is not Stripper. This is I'm Sprung. I'm Sprung. Oh, I am Sprung. Dog, she got me. And so, yeah. That's good though. I like that. Yeah, he has Ludacris on the song. Oh, he yeah. has Fabulous on the song. So, is he T Pain's artist? No, it's just that he he's just paying homage. Okay. So it's, instead of just doing like the the uh, the Trey songs version where he just takes the song and doesn't give R. Kelly any homage, <laughs> he actually brings he brings them in. Oh, that's cool. Probably makes less money off of it that. So way. I am the winner. You're the winner I am the boo. winner. I am. Boo. I beat Ebony's ass. I've been waiting to do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had all these softball con- songs. <laughs> I thought they were pretty popular. Good job, Shay. You, you pick ones I knew. Exactly. <laughs> Terrible. You guys are stacking the deck. Uh, all right, Zippers. Discrimination. You'll have an opportunity to shout it out sexism. next week. Sexism. Wow, that's how it is. We went from colorism to sexism. <laughs> that's how we do on Altino Shade. All right, we're going to move into what's your ish? What's your ish? What's your ish? I'll go first. So, my ish this week, I wrote my wish. <laughs> my ish this week is the second season. Mm. Of the show, you. you. Uh. That is my ish this week. I'm only on like episode seven. Did you, have you, did you watch season one? I watched one? season one. Yeah, so. The show is so fucking creepy, it man. It is super creepy, super creepy, but it, it's pretty good. I don't know if season two is better than season one, but I will say that they have put a twist on season two. Oh, yeah? In the sense that. There's someone in his life. I don't want to give it away. I'll just say so there's someone in his life that is just as creepy and he is not aware of it. Mm. And so uh, it's been good. And so if you haven't watched Sipper, uh, you, the show you, it's about a, a guy who was a bookstore, I guess, owner. He was like the manager. There. Like the manager mm-hmm. who basically is a stalker. Yeah. He meets and, this woman. 
meets this woman. He has all these thoughts in his head about why, the way she dresses is she's doing that on purpose because she wants his attention. And Ooh. and then she like pay for a book and he got her name on it for a credit card or something like that. And then starts Googling her, Googling her finding social her media, social media. Yeah. So then he's like trying to hook up with her, but like learning things about her that she posts online from her Instagram and yeah. from her Facebook page. And then using that to, to in, insert himself into her life exactly. and she's not aware of it. Showing up at places and like that shit yes. was mad creepy. I would make sure all my settings were the on set, private. He was like, no more. I'm setting everything. Mm-hmm. Have you all seen the movie Joker? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I hated that movie. That's the same, I don't know why the same you, thing. I don't know why you. I, didn't, I couldn't say anything. very dark. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, but Joker's Joker. a dark character though. No, I mean, this was bad. I, I couldn't. You got inside the head of Joker's head. You don't like, you don't like mental, the, the, the mental health uh it just seemed like such a failure of the mental health like system and then like the growth like it was gross too like the the blood and like i just it was more than i could handle i told you i would if i could if i was alone in the movie i would have walked out so you don't like dark movies no no i loved it man i thought it was great i thought it was the best joker that I've seen. People loved it. I yeah. couldn't yeah. do it. I just thought it was just perfect for that to match with that dude going. He never it. saw the backstory of what did how the Joker became a Joker. Yeah, you know, and so I do agree that it painted a failure on the mental health system, which is maybe not the greatest thing. But I think we can agree that the mental health system is problematic. Right. No. I mean, yeah. I think it, I was so traumatized because I'm like, this is happening in real life. In real life. Because yes. This man needs his medication. He's yes. trying to be better. And this, there's nothing that's helping him. And no one cares. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, it, so was, yeah. it was rough. So that's my ish. Uh, the second season of you go check it out. Sippers. If you need something, it's very, it's very similar to Dexter. If you never watched Dexter, Dexter was a great show as well. Shay, you got ish. Oh, The Witcher, man! I just finished. I finished the first season. I saw season. you posted uh, your Facebook that yeah. which is is, is it like a scary movie. Someone said it's like a Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's a, okay. It's like Game of Thrones. It's some based on um a really popular game series, but a, also a popular. I thought group so. Of books. I thought it was a game called The Witcher. Yeah, and they did a really good job in terms of the, the costuming is amazing. Costuming is yeah, like, it's like almost. Black Panther style. You, you're one of those people, huh? That pay attention to the costume. I don't care <laughs> well, about the damn costume. Like, who's the costume designer? <laughs> well, I, I, don't care, but I don't care who the designer is. I will but. say that the worst costume ever was Black Lightning. <laughs> I didn't see that. that was the Some worst. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back, back to your Witcher. No, nah, man, it was dope because they did a good job with like, people would be like, oh, well, the, the main character was Henry Cavill was too dry, but that's really how that character is. Mm. And they really did a good job staying true to like the books and the move and the series. So I gave it about a seven out of 10. Is that on Netflix as well? Netflix. Yep. Okay. I'll have to check it out. Cause I just finished. I'm about to finish you. Ebony, what's your ish? So I'm going to keep it with TV shows. Okay. This is like the end of year, you know, at the end of the year, you watch a bunch of stuff. So, um, I'm actually watching this show on Apple TV called the morning show. The morning show. Have you heard about this? I have this? not Ooh. heard it. So you guys remember the whole um, scandal with Matt Lauer? Yes, Ooh. correct. So yes. it kind of mirrors, like there's pieces of the situation with Matt Lauer in this show. So mm. he has a co-host and um, it's the guy from the 40-year-old virgin. Oh, oh yeah. yeah okay. Good. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I can't remember Steve his Carell. name. Steve Yes, <coughs> Steve Carell. I got uh, it. I won. Yeah. <laughs> you won nothing. And Jennifer, and Jennifer Aniston is his. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And but it's not a comedy. 
No, it's not a comedy. Okay. It's like a drama type of TV show. Okay. And it basically walks through him being accused, the whole Me Too situation coming mm. into this newsroom and how it shakes the whole newsroom up. Wow. Okay. And I mean, even down to the, did you guys hear that when like Matt Lauer had a button under his desk where he would press the button and the door would close and lock? Oh, well, I didn't hear all that. Whoa. Yeah. This was oh. in his like NBC Studios dressing room. Mm. He was an evil megalomaniac. Yes. Wow. And and he would have people, you know, he would, someone would come in, he would press the button and the door would lock in and it would like uh, close and lock. And they couldn't get out. Oh, well, wow. I mean, he, he didn't, he wasn't trapping them, but uh, I mean, he was just like making it private gotcha. for other people to not walk in on them. Yeah. Anyway, there's a scene in this where that Steve Carell character actually mm. has that same button oh, wow. under his desk. And one of the women who he had a relationship with, um, after he's been fired is sitting in his dressing room and then presses that button. Like, I guess remembering uh, what had happened anyway. It's a, it's a very interesting story. And it's called the morning. It's show. called the morning show. I like shows like this because it talks about the residual effects. So you might have the person who like Steve Carell's character, how it affected him in his home, but it also how it affected the newsroom, how mm -hmm. it impacted the people who were above him, the showrunner, the people who he um, had these relationships with or had sex with or whatever it was. But I like s shows that show the situation from a lot of different Pretty perspectives. Practice. Yeah. So it's on Apple TV. I have like a, um, the year subscription for free. She's bougie. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna do Apple. So yeah. I watch it on Apple TV. I'm watching on my Apple over here. On, on my third party app called Cinema. Which Does is Cinema on, allow you to watch Apple Apple we're Plus? Find out today. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know. It has I HBO. It. it has Netflix. It has Hulu. It has everything else so far. So oh, well then. Have you guys heard about? I'm gonna just. Uh, have you guys heard about this TV show called The Godfather of Harlem? One of my favorite oh, yeah. shows. But I can only, I can Whitaker. only get up to like three episodes or like are free, and then the oh. rest I have to like pay for on. I'm. You don't have picks. Fire Stick. You need to get a Fire Stick. Then what do I do with a Fire Stick? Then you, you jailbreak it. And then do what? Then you just download the the app and you just watch it. And then is that how you watched it? I watch everything on there. I don't even. Have, I cancel everything. Stick. We're not saying that you should. <laughs> we are not promoting pirating TV shows. <laughs> but anyway, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I think it was so good. It's good. It ain't it good too? Like, and I think it's for, over. Yeah, season one is over. Okay. Uh, Forrest Whitaker is one of the actors that does not get enough yeah. respect. I think he's probably one of the best actors of all time, especially among African American men. Like, he's one of the best in general. Mm -hmm. But when you think about the African American, African American actors who are best. You think about Denzel. Mm -hmm. You think about uh, Samuel Jackson, Morgan Freeman. You rarely hear Forrest Whitaker's name come up. Yeah. Like, he has done so many different types of roles, and I've been good at it. That's what happens. Like the better you are at embodying a character, the less notoriety you get. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, anyway, it was good. I need to figure yeah. out how to watch it because they give you like three episodes for free on Amazon Prime, and then you yeah. gotta pay for them. I'm like, I'm not fucking paying. For that. Yeah, I think I think it actually she comes on it. um the channel Epics. Or yes, something. Epics, but I don't yeah. have Epics. Yeah. You have to pay extra for that. But one. yeah, it's good. Definitely check that out. Okay. All right, sippers, we're gonna move into the final sip. So the final sip. So piggybacking on not black enough, we are going to play a few rounds just really quickly of Black Card Revoked because uh oh. How else can you prove that you're black enough? Oh, my life, I have to fight. <laughs> by playing with some black card revoked. So we're doing correct answers only. So, Sipper, you will be able to guess these as well. 
So the person who's reading the card would not be able to (laughs) would not be able to answer. Okay. All right. And so you will play host. I will go first. Okay. Shay and Ebony will be guessing the correct answer. Jerome from Martin is a player from the Himalayas. Dang, I didn't get to finish. (laughs) I guess it was no point. Yeah, that's right. That is correct. That's the only place to play. That's the only place to play. As she dances, as she dances. Yes, player from the Himalayas. Correct. You can choose whatever card you want. It doesn't matter. Okay, I'm gonna read. Her black card is still intact. Yes. Who wrote "Lift Every Voice and Sing," aka the Negro National Anthem? Is it A? Do I give the Do I give the the questions? The I mean, yes. I was going to do that before you guessed player (laughs) from the Himalayas, but well, does anybody know before I give you the answers? No, I don't. Okay, A, Langston Hughes, B, James Weldon Johnson, C, Booker T. Washington, or D, Maya Angelou? A, Langston Hughes. No, it's B. What was B? James Weldon Johnson, that's correct. Damn. Boom. Yoink. Lost a point. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. I know that song, though. Yes, that's why I played. That's what I was doing. Because it's a black album. Answer the question. Mm. If they're climbing through your windows, you should hide your A, kids. money, hide B, your, kids. your wife. Eggs, C, kids and your wife. Kids and wife. <laughs> hide your kids, hide your wife. Oh, she's all about black, the pop. Black on the black. Pop know that I'm, one. I'm the blackest person here so far. Wow. I'm keeping my cards so I know how wow. black I am. Not based on ancestry <laughs> DNA, you ain't. <laughs> right, I'm the least black, according <laughs> to them racists. All right, here we go. Oh, that's another easy one. Who's poor, black, and maybe even ugly, but dear God, they still here? Miss Seeley. Are you going to guess? Do you know? A, Nanny, Lackawanna Blues. B, Pookie, New Jack City. C, Reva, Boys in the Hood. D, Seeley, The Color D. Purple. D. I mean, it's only one there that has to ever say that. <laughs> Didn't say it. No, but she, I didn't know the character. Miss Seeley. My- I'm black. We had this this argument last time <laughs> about color purple. purple. Oh, you're right. You never watched it. You never watched it because I per- watched it. I've just never watched it all the way through. You need you need to do some, your homework. <laughs> I mean, you're here now. I mean, I've watched it. Trust me. You can no. watch it. You got to know these references. You got to watch it in I, its entirety. Not, <laughs> come on now. I watched it not know, as you're getting hit. Oh, this is an interesting question. How many movies did the rap group Kid and Play act in together? Oh, we did this one other day. I don't yeah, remember the did? answer. I don't remember the answer though. I know the answer. Oh, okay. let it go. To, I need the options. Okay, yeah. options. Okay, am I supposed to wait till the options are over? Yes. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. Here are the qu- options: A five, B three, C four, and D six. What was B? B was three. I'm going with B. Shay, what are you going with? What option was five? A. A. Yeah, he's right. It's Damn. five. Five. I really thought there were three. Three I, or four. Yeah. I know they had three house parties. Class act. And That's then didn't literally kid and play. Oh. That's the one I, I, I we didn't couldn't remember. Oh. I got it. Got it. You already got one. Yeah, you got it, pal, over there. In what city did Rosa Parks refuse to move to the back of the bus? Oh gosh. Can it, I can I tell you? I'll wait. Sorry. A Tuskegee, I'm Alabama. Sick of you. I'm sick of you. <laughs> I'm sick of you. She may not you're, know her. You are no longer accepted. She don't know music, but she knows history. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Tuskegee, Alabama. A. B, Montgomery, Alabama. C, Birmingham, Alabama. D, Jackson, Mississippi. B. I say B too. Word. He can have it. Yes. It's okay, I already knew the answer. Thank you. Give him a slide. Thank you. All right, one more round. One more round. 
want a good one. Oh, I ain't doing that one. That's a fraternity one. Why not? Because y'all both gonna know that. <laughs> Are you in a frat? Nah, but oh. I'm been around them enough enough times. Okay. Now I want to read the question. It should have been. Another. Ooh, y'all ain't gonna get this one. Yeah, if she get this one. I'm gonna give her a a, a, a pound. Okay, okay, I was like, where, where are we going with this? <laughs> a, double, a black card, double black card. What year was interracial marriage legalized uh, in the U.S.? Go oh, no, no early guesses. Oh, sixty-seven. No, it was seventy-six. Or no, hold on. 76. A, nineteen sixty-four. Mm-hmm. B, nineteen fifty-two. C, nineteen seventy-three. Or D, nineteen sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. I was gonna say sixty-seven too. Correct. Yeah. Was it uh, the Loving case? The other one. That, that was the other one. The Go other ahead. question that he, which historically black fraternity was the last to be admitted to the Divine Nine? <laughs> what the hell's an iota? <laughs> <laughs> iota Phi Theta. All right, one more. One more. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. It's just you know, it's a statement. It's, it's just a statement. It ain't just a statement. It's true. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. All right. What is that called? Is that is that? They're brown and gold, or like, no? I mean, what's the being racist, what what would be equal for discriminizing oh, against that's that's elitist. being bougie? Yeah, that's that's just elitist. Bougie. It is elitist. elitist. It is definitely talent and tenth ish. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um this is a finish the phrase. Mm. He is a complicated man, but no one understands him but his woman. I think that's shaft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Wait a minute. Yeah, All right, Shay, one more. Shaft. All right. Okay, I'm gonna find one we didn't do. When grandma tells you to wrench it off, what do you need to complete the task? Water and sink. Correct. Everybody knows that. Water. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows Y'all that. Y'all do that for me, okay? Oh no. So Ebony kind of redeemed herself. Ow, she ow, knows. Ow, she knows ow. her black history. Yes, yeah. I do. Apparently, I do not know my black history. I know my black I history and culture. I know more European history. I'm ashamed <laughs> of myself. <laughs> Yeah, All right, sippers. Uh, just quick notice that we have our All Tea No Shade li- uh, live show coming up That's in right. January, uh, January twenty second, which is a Wednesday. Yes, we live, baby. We live. Come out. Go get your tickets on the Eventbrite. Come and join the conversation. We having a great con- uh, conversation. I don't want to tell you all the topic, but it will be fun. Oh, it's, it's a Wednesday crazy. night. It's a hump night. Get you through the week. Um, when we did it a couple years ago, everyone loved it. So. Eventbrite, January 22nd, doors open, and I believe at 7.30, 30. show starts immediately at 8, eight. on white person time. <laughs> Professional time. <laughs> Professional time. Which is on time. Talking about colorism. Uh, it, SFY is perfect. CP time is a thing. Come on now. It is. It is. And Caribbean people time? Even worse. Come on now. They ain't got no time. Until 1 o'clock in the ain't got no time. Ebony, real, one more last plug for yourself. Where yes. can the Sippers find the Pretty Good Girls podcast? Please uh, engage with us on at Pretty Good Girls Pod on Instagram. We also have our Facebook page, Pretty Good Girls. And then find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify or Anchor FM for the Pretty Good Girls Pod. All right, sippers. Until next week, holla.